Well, yesterday after all the hype, we in Regina, Saskatchewan, it's good, but we didn't get a tornado. Um, nowhere in Saskatchewan got one, I don't believe, which ultimately is a good thing because nothing got damaged, and I couldn't go out storm chasing with my buddy anyway, so no big deal. I tried to follow along a little bit with the live streaming online, but... Everyone seems safe. Unfortunately, a bunch of crops were destroyed by massive hail, and there's some flooding in our northern city in the province here. Northern bigger city, I guess. Uh, Saskatoon. That's right. Saskatoon. Um, got a bunch of flooding. Hopefully, everyone's okay up there. Um, not too much property damage. Um, although, I imagine SGI, which is our government insurance company, will be filing a whole lot of claims due to hail. Because there's some massive chunks of hail hitting houses. Some of the houses look like a bullet hole shot right through them. Pretty nuts. Anyways, no tornadoes. It's good. Um, that also means on my end that my pepper plants are still going. So I still can live out the dream of eating the world's hottest pepper that I've grown in my own garden. So um, again, that's one of those pros cons. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing. I don't want to eat it, but I kind of have to, I think. So, anyways, that's I've got that to look forward to. Now, I've got a random story for you, but I think it's pretty cool. Anyways, I'm proud of my dad for this, but my dad, the other, about a week ago, texted me and asked me if I had any rollerblades or knew anything about them. And this was seemed kind of random to me, but I said, yes, I had some. You can come try them on. Came and tried them on and informed me that he has actually never rollerbladed before. And that he, that's always been one of his dreams. And he waited till he was 60 to, to rollerblade. So he wiped out on my back patio. And he thought it was mostly because the rollerblades are too big. Um, could have been part of it. Anyways, he ended up going out to Sport Check and buying himself a brand new pair of rollerblades for a guy. I mean, he used to play hockey. He played hockey for a lot, lot of his life, um, but hasn't f in probably 10 years. Um, but yeah, he decided to go try rollerblading. So he went and bought a brand new pair, helmet. I don't know about the other gear. I think he had elbow pads and stuff. But uh, anyways... And he decided day one, he's going to start practicing in the garage. So in his garage, um, he told me he's going to be practicing. About an hour later, he sends me a picture of his arm just scraped up, covered in blood. Um, so I thought maybe that was the end of the experiment. Nope. The next day, I get another picture. This time, his shins all scraped up and bloody. And this time, he ventured out of the garage and decided to do some rollerblading on one of the smoother streets in the area. Still, um, thought, okay, maybe that's it. Nope. Turns out, my dad has been doing it almost every day for the last week and a bit, and apparently he's been enjoying it, so I don't even know what to say about it. Basically, just that I'm super proud that, uh, of my dad for venturing out and doing something he's always wanted to do. Um, I know he's bored. Um, he lost my mom about four years ago, and now is yeah is, is lonely, but is starting to break out of that shell a bit, that that shell of grief, and is really doing 
some fun stuff and and some of the comes in the form of trips some of that he's learning to cook every once in a while he sent me a picture of things he's learning to cook before before he got married um before mom died actually he hadn't even cooked more than an egg or a, or a can of beans in his life pretty crazy um so he had to basically learn how to do life on his own um, over again and now I'm just seeing him break out of his shell super proud of him and trying to take some some lessons for myself out of that in you know making sure I don't live with regrets and doing my best to think of other people in their situations like for example my dad um, the loneliness that someone whose life was wrapped up in somebody else um, in a spouse or whoever that may be in other situations to lose that person it's it's a big deal and uh i think to always be thinking of what other people are going through is is important and keeping them in mind and involving them in your community and also just going out there and doing some crazy stuff like for my dad it's rollerblading for a 60 year old to get out and start rollerblading and keep doing it after he's covered in scabs uh i think that's imp- that's pretty impressive um <sighs> I think I'm trying to think of things that I want to do and that's going to be kind of one of my challenges to myself for the next little bit. Um, Yeah. Think about that for yourself too. What, what are the things that you have always wanted to do, but haven't done it? And are you going to do it at the age of 20, 30, 40? Are you going to wait till you're 60 or older or are you never going to get it done? Um, Let that be a challenge to all of us to, you know, venture out there, try some new things, get scraped up and bloody and, Pick yourself back up again. Now to get a little bit real again about part of my chronic pain story. Not to be a downer or get pity, but here we go. Um, for the longest time, for months and months, I've been on a pretty heavy narcotic patch to help with the pain, and it causes quite a bit of drowsiness, but over the last couple of weeks, we've noted an increased amount of drowsiness, to the point where there's been a few scary incidents where I've been falling asleep when I shouldn't be, or staying asleep through things I shouldn't be staying asleep through, aka my daughter's. Um, so we know some concerns, so last Wednesday I took off the patch. And it was a little bit, um, didn't really notice anything after I took it off as that the narcotics were still in my, in my system. However, on Friday, all of a sudden, I was not feeling good at all. And like, that's an understatement. I started getting a little bit dizzy and then some numbness in my left side and I couldn't see, felt completely disoriented and, and then it just hit hard. I, th- I, I could have sworn I was having a stroke and was sweaty and then I did I don't even remember a whole lot of what happened but thankfully my in-laws were were at my place to see the girls and I apparently just started like shaking and sweating profusely I do remember feeling like my whole body was on fire and I started like rubbing my legs and like apparently was super agitated didn't know what was going on super confused anyways that lasted for a couple hours um Thankfully, family was in town. So important to uh, help me with the girls. My wife got up from her from her nap, um, sleeping off her night shift, 
and was able to help as well. We ended up going to the hospital to make sure nothing serious was going on and saw the specialist who prescribed me the med and he said, well, it's probably just withdrawal and nothing serious to worry about, just got to power through it. So, spent the next couple days um, powering through it, so to speak, and I thought about telling this story earlier. I was a little bit embarrassed, a little bit, uh, I don't know if ashamed or embarrassed or what it was, but uh, it was not a fun experience. I felt like garbage for the next couple days. Now I'm feeling a lot better. Unfortunately, part of the pain journey is that I still need something to get me through. So I was prescribed a new narcotic in pill form that's supposed to be less severe, um, not as extreme as the other one. Um, but as a result, I noticed my pain levels high again, higher than, than with the patch. Although the patch didn't seem to do a whole lot for the pain, it more just allowed me to sleep better, I think. Um, which was important too, because when you're in pain, you can't sleep. So that's part of this whole journey. Probably the most frustrating part of it is balancing the what's going to work, take away the pain, and what's going to leave me not stoned or not able to function. So anyways, I guess that's one more notch in the belt for for cannabis, but the one consistent has been my CBD lotion. That's like a cream that um, I just apply on the shoulder, and it's just the CBD part of the plant that seems to work. It's very temporary though, but it, it's, it seems to get the job done for those extreme pain just to kind of numb, numb the shoulder a bit. So anyways, still on this journey, and got a couple appointments this week to talk to the specialist and other doctors and a couple physio appointments to keep this journey going. My dad also talked to somebody who's based out of Chicago and deals with pain specialist stuff, um, specializes in pain control. So um, part of the problem, and we have people like that here too, but part of the problem is that I'm not ready to quite say that this is permanent yet. There's still the right signs in my body that say there's trauma to tissue that maybe can be fixed so I'm still living the dream that this can be fixed one day whether that is miraculously or um, through the right medical professionals helping me out but anyways um, the withdrawal is over until I have to stop taking this next med but I had no idea how severe and awful that process is if you've had to go through it I am sorry and yeah, if you can avoid taking narcotics, avoid it at all cost. Stay healthy and be safe, friends. All right, gonna come at you right now with a little one-two punch. Uh, one being something I hate, two being something I love. Ready? Let's go. Something I hate. Now, I don't want to be known so much for things I hate as much as be known for things that I love, or who I love, yada yada. But there's one thing in this world, even more than cold brew, that I do not like. Maybe hate's too strong a word, not in this case. All right, it's cats. I cannot stand cats. What is the point of a cat? To me, it's spawn of Satan. It's, and, and, and listen carefully to this. You may not believe it, but this all ties together. I would rather have a pet mosquito than a pet cat. There, 
I said it. I'm more of a dog guy. I'm more of a fish guy. I'm more of an anything guy than cats. So uh, part of it is, yeah, I'm allergic, but I also grew up with a, a pet cat in the house. As far as cats go, it was okay. But I swear they're always looking for ways to get their claws into you and end your life. Or at least ruin it in some way, shape, or form. Get their f- gross fur all over you. Ugh. Anyways, not a cat fan. That is my thoughts today on... And, and you can, hey, you can fight back if you want. You're going to lose because clearly dogs are the are the superior species. But this is less to do with how awesome dogs are and more to do with how awful cats are. The cat hate flows through this man. Now, I know I just said I'd rather have a pet mosquito than a pet cat. doesn't mean I like mosquitoes, not by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, not a big fan. Don't like them. Don't like them at all, for obvious reasons. That being said, a thing that I love and something that I see now flying all around me in my backyard is dragonflies. What a beautiful creature. They just, I mean, they're fun to watch too, like little mini helicopters buzzing around. They stay out of your way for the most part and they just fly around and protect you from mosquitoes. What's not to like about dragonflies? So that's something that I love and something I appreciate right now. Um, I mean, wind helps with the mosquitoes too, but dragonflies are beautiful. They're kind of fun to watch too. They're a little creepy, a little mysterious. I swear they're little aliens, but good, a good kind of alien, right? They're not here to you know, probe us or anything. They're just here to get rid of the little probers known as mosquitoes. I love dragonflies. Hold up. So on Anchor here, I think a Internet Today channel, uh, as I was listening, I just heard that there is on CBS a new show that started last night, I believe. The host is Mario Lopez, and just wait for the show. Guess what it is, or what it's called? Candy Crush. That's right. If you're thinking Candy Crush, the that probably one of the most wildly successful games, mobile games of probably all time. Yep, that's the one. And there's a game show that apparently aired last night um, related to this game, and. Apparently contestants come on on stage and play on a giant mobile screen. Incredible. <laughs> I will never watch it, but ugh, I, what what does our entertainment value come to now? I know I spent a lot I spent a, a, some time a, a while ago talking about the worst kids shows. Um, this might easily be one of without even watching it i'm i'm gonna guess it's easily one of the worst shows for any demographic any age oh man well if anyone checks it out let me know let me know what it's like because i ain't gonna waste my time but i'd love for somebody else to waste their time watching it candy crush the game show oh mario lope mario lopez how you're how your life has uh, changed, hey? You're moving up in the world. Started from the bottom now, yeah. Okay, another little piece of news. What an, A thing I heard on the internet, or on Anchor, or a combination of both, apparently is, today is Show a Cow Appreciation Day, or something along that line. Well, I might twist this a little bit, 
but I'm going to say that I appreciate cows. You know why? I like meat. I'm not going to lie. This might offend any vegetarians or PETA followers that I have out there, but it is what it is. So my wife's parents own a cattle farm in the province of Manitoba. And as a result, I always like to call it my dowry because I'm so important that in order to for me to marry their daughter, they gave me a lifetime supply of free beef. That is true, one part of it, the lifetime supply of free beef. I'm pretty sure I owe them a lot more than they would ever owe me for my beautiful wife. However, free beef, I appreciate cows. So if there's any cows out there listening, I appreciate you. I love your burgers, love your steaks. In fact, I think I'm gonna have a burger for lunch today. Thank you. All right, Dallas, I'm from Calgary, so I, I really wanna say go Stamps. Go Stamps, go, respect what they're doing, respect that they don't know how to lose, but this year I've converted to a full-time Rough Riders fan, so screw the Stamps, go Green, go, go Chris Carter in the end zone, go also his son Duran, Go, go! Great deals on steamed hot dogs, and uh, let's say, let's say, grow, go! Great playlists in the stands. The history of coffee, 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 coffee. Okay, so maybe not necessarily the history of coffee, but more my history with coffee. So. When I was younger, I think I started grow- growing. I have never grown coffee. Sorry about that. I grew hair on my chest, my parents said, because I drank coffee. However, I started drinking coffee as a teenager, um, in my late teens. Mid to late, okay? Um, I could drive by then. So when I started drinking coffee, I could not handle black. Pretty sure my parents made pretty weak coffee too, to start off with. But I would drink my coffee I'd make it, I'd go walk to the to the cupboard, and then I would proceed to open this giant, like a five gallon pail basically, that was filled with sugar. It was a yellow bin, faded yellow. I would pull the lid off, and inside there was a giant scoop. Not a spoon, folks, a giant scoop. I would proceed to reach in and put maybe two, three giant scoops, scoops of sugar from this bin into my coffee and then I'd go and put a fairly healthy splash of coffee cream from the fridge into my coffee cup. Now, that's what I used to call coffee. My parents used to joke that it was more like pancake syrup and like, guys, this was sweet, sweet, sweet. I could literally pour it out of pancakes as pancake syrup if I wanted to. But that's how I started out in the coffee game. And then, as I matured and became a more sophisticated, more of a, more of a man as well, I began to wean back on that until I would say, whew, right now I'm 31, I would say since I was probably about 25, 26, I, I haven't put anything in my coffee. I pretty quickly turned into a black coffee drinker. I will not put anything else in my coffee anymore once a year once every two years someone who offers to bring me a coffee will accidentally buy a double double um again i'm not sure if that's an american thing too that's uh two cream two sugar 
Um, mostly that lingo comes from Tim Hortons, is what I understand. Great Canadian icon there for any of you Americans. So, the Double Double, someone to bring me it, and I drink it, and then remember why I never want that garbage in my coffee again. So, but anyways, I I'm now am a mature, smart, strong adult who loves his coffee, but only black. Don't put any poison in my coffee. Thank you very much. And I live off this stuff. In fact, for the last 10 years, I believe I have not gone without coffee ever, except for I think I've done 48 hours without coffee last October after I had surgery. Beyond that, I don't really know if I've gone long without coffee. That's just, it's, it's, it's in my blood, it's who I am. Um, but yeah, don't, don't put that nonsense in my coffee. I don't need pancake syrup anymore. I'm sweet enough, guys. That's right. I'm sweet enough. Now, I'm about to head out the door to go get some physio done. Again, I'm seeing the sixth physio person I've seen, trying to find the right person who can help me not necessarily fix or figure out what's wrong and causing the pain, but at the very least help manage those symptoms. This newest guy, his name is Matthias, or my wife calls him Matthias, whatever. What does she know? And his focus has been more on my neck. Now, have you, have, I don't know if any of you guys have had acupuncture done before. Before this injury, I'd never had it done, and now I've gotten a ton done by lots of different people. This guy hasn't done acupuncture for, per se, but something very similar and in the same realm called dry needling. I don't know if you guys have ha ever have had that done, but wow, is it quite the experience. Now it's not fixing my problem, but basically it's this hollow needle, I believe, and he sticks into a certain place where I'm having extreme tension. So last week there's they're in my pecs and he poked in my pecs the week before in my shoulder um, so basically stick this needle in as you guys can hear my daughter running around screaming in the background um, they stick this needle I'll talk about my pecs because that's where it was last year yeah my huge muscular super strong pecs yeah right anyways sticks these needles in there until and he triggers this tightness in my muscles until all of a sudden my pecs or whatever place place he puts it starts twitching like crazy like uncontrollable twitching and then all of a sudden I feel the most like the deepest most intense cramping it's 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 crazy and then all of a sudden it'll just you don't hear a pop or anything but it's pow just release so it's like this crazy twitching cramp like it, painful cramp and then release it's really weird as he's as he's spinning it with his fingers um and yeah so last week he did it in my pack about i think he did four of them so afterwards i was sore for a couple days but i really noticed a difference in my in my chest in my pecs as far as overall tension relieved so he joked about doing it in my neck last time, so I'm I'm going there right away here. As soon as my wife get back gets back from McDonald's, grabbing a Sunday with her sister, I'm gonna head out and go there. And I really hope that this neck saying putting him in my neck, I really hope it truly was a joke. I'm fairly sure it was, but needles into my throat is not my cup of tea. I know there's tension in my neck, but I really hope he doesn't do that. Oh, you know, I'll probably let you guys know more about that later. All right, anyways, dry needling, you got tension, try and get, and I'm talking about serious tension, not just a little bit, mm, a little tight in the neck. Um, 
yeah, it's, I think it's a valid option. So anyways, get dry needled folks. Verity, uh, this is into your, your radio, uh, anchor station. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, I heard you're having uh, a spicy pepper popping party, uh, go down throw down showdown coming up here real soon like and was wondering when that might be because i'd like to to test my my moxie on the old peppers so if you wouldn't be uh you'd be so kind as to let me know i'd love to to check that out and pop some peppers with y'all bye bye i'm back from physio my wife is out at dragon Ball practice I'm about to put one of the girls to bed and then I am going to have some family over. We're just going to sit around the fire in the backyard, maybe play a game, probably have a few a few leisurely drinks, um, specifically a habanero cider that I picked up in Alberta. Looking forward to trying that. That's what's up for this evening. But I want to talk a little bit about physio. So like I was saying earlier about the dry needling and acupuncture. So today I got acupuncture done. He put, I think, six or seven needles along my spine and my neck, um, which wasn't too bad. It's always a little uncomfortable to think about, especially. Um, it doesn't feel great, I wouldn't say. And then... Uh, then he did some of that dry needling on my shoulder, my upper traps, and into my pack there. And there he did about 10, and oh my word, did that ever hurt. It, uh, everything twitched like crazy, and then what happens sometimes is the muscles, and this is a non-scientific, non-physio, not professional opinion at all. In my experience, what happens is occasionally, it's rare, but sometimes, when the muscle contracts and snags the, the needle, most of the time it'll, it'll release pretty quick and you'll feel that release of tension. But sometimes the muscle will hold on. And I'm not just talking about holding on for five minutes, but like I just felt in the last, it's been a couple hours since physio, two hours, and one of the, the muscles just, just let go, which is nice relief now. But either way, I'm in a bit of pain. I've been using the heat bag burnt my neck a little bit because I overheated the heat bag but yeah uh, in the long run that temporary pain is good because in the long run it's going to loosen things up hopefully lead to some more solutions but good reports from physio loosening everything up uh, I got a massage book for later in the week so I got some things to look forward to hopefully some some good news can come out of this in, in the end but again the dry needling that stuff is cray cray <laughs>